Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whatever type of day it is. Y'all come on in. Y'all have a seat. Light your blunts up. Pour your drink. And come feel me right quick. And yes, yes, I know y'all like, damn, where the hell is that music coming from? Well, we switching it up, y'all. Yeah, me and Taco switching it up. You know, we gonna, we gonna switch shit up now. You know, we gotta keep this shit interesting. But, uh, y'all know this, y'all know the scoop. I ain't even gonna go through that. Y'all been listening for all this time. Y'all should already know. However, though, for those people, I do have a few new listeners, so I do have to do my intro and all that shit. If this is your first time listening to feeling the breeze then i welcome you to the show i am your host breeza that's b-r triple e z to the motherfucking a and i'm gonna introduce y'all to my co-host taco the motherfucking bell what up taco y'all know we've been m.i.a for a little bit but you know we've been busy you know it was mother's day so we had a nice little time we was chilling with the fam we had a nice mother-in-law mother-in-law nice mother's day so happy belated mothers Day to everyone out there, <clears throat> and uh, and on this show, I keep to the buck around here. I talk about a lot of shit, whatever's on my mind, I'ma speak on it. And right now, before I started, I had I had a few things that I was gonna talk about. One, I'ma cover because uh, I'ma get open with y'all. I'ma, I'ma share some shit with y'all because you know, since I keep it a buck, I gotta you know. Let y'all motherfuckers know some shit. I'm gonna let y'all know some dark shit about me and shit. You know, but I'm gonna let y'all know that in the body of the show. And then we're gonna talk about some fuckery, of course, because, you know, there's so much fuckery going on. But, um, we're gonna get into that. So y'all sit tight, and I'll be right back. Now, we all know the normal stuff women lie about, like money isn't important, and of course I like your family. What you may not know is that women lie way more about their sexual past, like how many partners they've had or when they lost their virginity. Ohio State University researchers surveyed students aged 18 to 25 about their sex lives. They split the subjects into three groups with different sets of conditions. The first group were told their answers would be anonymous the second group that a researcher was watching, and the last group that they would be hooked up to a lie detector. Men responded the same under all three conditions, but when women had to answer in front of someone, they lowered their numbers to appear more socially acceptable. So we decided to talk to some real life, breathe the same air as us women to find out how they vent the truth. Don't worry, we kept them anonymous so they'd dish up the dirt. Oh, this is going to be very, very interesting. <laughs> so, I don't know, ladies. Y'all might want to uh, untight- untighten your belts and shit or unloosen your bra straps because uh, 
Y'all about to get exposed. <laughs> Y'all about to get exposed. Oh, shit. My bad, Taco. He laughing so hard. He can't wait. Hold on. Let me pick you up, dog. Wait. All right. There you go. There you go. All right. Let me get situated. All right. Let's motherfucking get it. All right. Let's go. So, like, why do you think we as women feel the need to lie about our number? Because men still don't think that we are equals when it comes to sex. It's like we have to tell men, like, oh, yeah, my vagina was literally untouched until you came along. You're such a hero. Thank you. Exactly. Have you ever cheated before? Yes, I have cheated on a boyfriend once. Um, Why? And I Why? didn't want a long-distance relationship, so I knew our relationship was going to end, and it kind of just happened. Oh, it kind of just happened. Bullshit! Bullshit! Oh, that shit just kind of happened. That shit didn't happen. Don't nothing happen that you don't want to happen. Let's proceed. Do you feel like you have to lie to guys? Yes, I have lied about my sex life from everything, the number to orgasms to sexual acts like threesomes oh nice oh so it's true that women do lie about that shit uh-huh uh, boy y'all some lying motherfuckers ain't y'all mm, mm, mm. lying and i and we supposed to tell the truth thanks for talking to us ladies some people might think that women are dishonest after watching that clip, but I think women are just protecting themselves against sexist slut-shaming. Potato, potato. Ah, uh, shut your ass up. Protection my ass. All right, now let's go back to the motherfucking show. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the show. And, uh... I know I said I'm just gonna get open with y'all, which I am. But first, you know, a nigga gotta get right. I gotta light the blunt up. You know how we do it, Taco. Come on. You know how we do. So, man, today, for real, on some real shit, you know what, man? Sometimes in life, man, we go through shit. You know what I mean? And you try to cope as good as you can cope. Right, but sometimes, man, shit, you know, shit get too hard, man, and you just do some shit, right? Y'all can relate, right? Hold on, let me light this blunt. See, most people that know me know me from being, you know, square ass nigga, you know, scary ass, not wanting to try shit. You know, all that good stuff, you know, but a nigga eventually grow out of that shit. You know, a nigga eventually grow out that shit, at some point a nigga blossom, right? But in that blossoming, you can get lost along the way do a lot of shit that you would never ever 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 thought that a nigga would do right but that was my case and I'm gonna tell y'all some shit and it's gonna shock a lot of y'all motherfuckers cause there's only a few people that actually know about this shit 
now y'all about to know about this shit y'all I had got hooked on meth exactly exactly shocked right You see, Taco ain't said shit, right? Hold up, let me pour my ass out. Hold up. I know, I know. I know, Taco. I know, nigga. I'm gonna tell y'all how I'm gonna tell y'all how it happened. And nigga was just curious. However, in my curiosity, though, know, nigga was going through some shit too, right? <clears throat> you know, excuse me. A nigga was going through some shit, and I couldn't quite get past it. And I would see other, I would see other motherfuckers, you know, and people would say, "Oh, well, shit, man, it's it's supposed to give you all this and that, and this and that, right?" quite really cope with the shit so I needed something and plus the niggas just started slipping on the job and shit nigga was fucking up bad man. nigga was fucking up and uh I ain't gonna go into what I was going into but trust me it was a lot it was a lot and most of y'all that know me I'm a pretty laid back person pretty patient you know I don't, I'm not a person that wears his heart on his sleeve, although there are times I do. But, you know, I usually keep a lot of shit bottled in, which is not good. So, if you if you people out there like keeping shit bottled up, don't do that shit. Because the longer you bottle that shit up, that shit gonna fester and fester and fester. And at some point, that shit gonna blow up. And that's what happened to me and shit. Real shit. That shit happened to me. But a nigga started fucking with that meth shit. And it was like, when I first did it, you know, I, I didn't know how it was going to make me react, you know, because the only other, why well, this is not a drug, but the only thing I had did up until that point was weed and shit, right? And I had a bad experience with weed a long, long time ago, you know, but... And I had said I wasn't gonna do that no more weed, but shit, what? Look what happened. Shit, nigga smoking weed every day. But that's all I had knew up until that point. And then here come this shit. And so the only thing I knew about paranoia was games of death. You know, that's what me, that's what me and my niggas call uh, when you get smoking too much weed and you start tripping, motherfuckers start tripping. We call that having games of death and shit, right? But, uh, so that's all I had knew. So, person was like, no, nah, that's not going to have you tripping out like that and shit. Just, it's just going to give you a lot of energy and shit like that. 
And then it was like, if you like playing games, then that should make you focus and shit. So I was like, all right. So they was like, if you like playing video games, you might beat that game. I was like, all right. So, you know, got the shit. I didn't even know how to prepare and shit. So they was like, look, if you get, they tell you get hired if you sniff it, right? I said, okay, well, shit. So they got it ready for me, made that little bitty ass line and shit. And it was just like. <sighs> so then it was like, okay, now what? And so then you get what they call the drips, right? And the drips is just when you when you taste the 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 chemicals and shit, right? But uh which is normal when you're doing that shit. And uh it's like what that shit tastes like is you ever accidentally bite an aspirin when you left it in your mouth too long, you start chewing that motherfucker and it tastes real nasty. It tastes like that. Nasty. But I would say like within 10 minutes that I just noticed I had all this damn energy and I just wanted to do shit, right? And it was just like, hey, I like this shit. Hmm. Then of course niggas start, you know, then I start hearing about the sex shit and it's like, oh shit, well if you fuck on this shit and it's like, ooh, hmm. And I ain't gonna lie, nigga, when you on that shit, nigga, all right, look, look. I'm gonna tell y'all like this. A lot of uh, MK know about this shit, and some of y'all niggas know about this shit too. Y'all know about that horny goat weed? Y'all remember that shit? When you used to pop them horny goat weed pills and go fuck a bitch, and that shit's supposed to make you fuck longer. Yeah, it's kind of like that and shit. But nigga, but when you nut off of that shit, woo, nigga, intense, nigga, shit. <laughs> nigga, you gonna be Peter Norton, nigga, shit. Your whole life force gonna be going off of that shit. For real. But uh, oh y'all gotta excuse this helicopter. There's a ghetto bird flying up over here, which is pretty typical here in Cali. Cause niggas be doing stupid shit. You know what on that note, I'm gonna take a little quick pause for the call and let that motherfucker fly over. So I'm gonna be right back. Alright y'all, welcome back to the motherfucking show. And uh it's so much damn fuckery going on in the NBA right now, man. Shit. I ain't even gonna talk about not not just the NBA. We just gonna talk about the Laker fuckery. So much Laker fuckery going on in the NBA. Look. But this this latest fuckery, man, it's just unbelievable. Right, so you know, y'all know the Lakers is in looking. They looking for a new coach and shit. They finally got one, Frank Vogel, and they got Jason Kidd as an assistant coach. Right, but there's so much fuckery behind that shit. Right, but we gonna jump. We gonna touch on one fuckery on the, on the next. The first piece of fuckery we gonna talk about is the Magic shit. Right, because now LeBron is in the mix. 
Because LeBron is like this, nigga. Look, y'all know Magic stepped down and shit because he didn't want to deal with all the fuckery that was going on. And he was like, y'all, y'all with that bullshit, nigga. I'm out of. Sorry, LeBron. Sorry, Genie, nigga. I can't do this shit no more. Peace, right? So now when 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 Magic stepped down, you know LeBron was like, hold up, nigga. Wait. You know what? Better yet, I'm gonna let y'all hear how LeBron responded so let's get this shit let's go magic step down what was that how did you find that yeah what was that process uh, like through him <laughs> you found out magic stepped down through him yeah he came locker yeah, and i found out from, from randy between my stretching session my right hand comes to me and say magic just stepped down i'm like man get the fuck out of my face you bullshit <laughs> i go check my phone i look at it the shit happened personally Damn. Now, in this little setting, you got Offset, Lonzo, LeBron, and uh, a couple of other motherfuckers. And these niggas is just having a nigga moment, keeping it real. And so, yeah, that was LeBron. So let's let's uh, run that back and let's hear that shit again. The shit happened. Personally, for me, I came here to be a part of the Lakers organization, having a conversation with Magic. So it was just weird for him to just be like, I'm out of here. And not even have no like, hey, Bron, kiss my ass, I'm gone. It, it's not, it, it wasn't even that. Yeah, but it was different for me. Like, no, that's lies. Like, I, was, I was like, that shit crazy. <laughs> and I took a minute and I was like, yo, cool, what we doing tonight? Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, where I got that clip from, of course, is on YouTube, but it's this shit called The Shop, Uninterrupted. That shit come on HBO Sports. So you motherfuckers that got cable out there, y'all check that shit out. If y'all niggas is on it already, then hey, then never mind that shit. But let's just break that shit down, though. And I really don't have to. You know, typical answer. That's, that's how I would feel. Shit. I mean, just think about that shit. Motherfuckers try to get you out there and shit. Oh, I'm tripping, nigga. Let me go back to the tune, nigga. I'm fucking up. All right, let me cut my volume back down. Let's get the beat back. All right. But, you know, like I said, the motherfucker come out. It's like, nigga, I'm trying to bring you in, trying to help you win this championship and shit. Bring some, some... Shit back to our city, nigga. Give you, <coughs> you know, excuse me, increase your legacy. And he like, cool, nigga. He selling shit. Come down. Then it's like, nigga, I'm out of here. It's fucked up. But then here come the other fuckery shit now with the coach shit, right? Now, they wanted. Now, see, everybody was like, LeBron was like the one at Ty Lue, right? And the Lakers was like, nah. Well, okay, well, we'll we'll offer Ty Lue a three-year deal. You know, we get to pick the coaching staff and shit like that. And and Ty Lue said, hell nah, fuck that shit, nigga. I want five years. I want a five-year deal, nigga. And I want to pick my own staff, nigga. Fuck y'all niggas talking about. But 
the fuckery what was coming in within the organization within fucking management see i tell you about management man how come management always think they could just do some shit you know and just think that it's all right and shit they can say oh well we gonna yeah we're gonna we're gonna hear what what they got to say but we had already decided what's going what's gonna happen so you know you tell your client that's what's gonna happen right these niggas is crazy And then the motherfuckers that they have Advising Ty Lu, Like they got Kurt Rambis and his wife Advising These motherfuckers ain't even executives These just regular motherfuckers They not even advisors They not even on staff They, they just Hey this is what he say And then it's like nigga Kurt Rambis Kurt, Kurt, Kurt my nigga Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Nigga Everybody in my age range got love for Rambis. We love when he what he did when he was a Laker. But when he was a coach, that nigga sucked ass. <laughs> he sucked. He sucked. Right? So it's like, nigga. And see, and this is what's going on. See, this is why a lot of a lot of old NBA heads are still kind of stuck in the past. It's like, look, this is the modern day NBA. This ain't the 80s this ain't the 70s this ain't that shit this ain't showtime no more you know it's like you can have showtime now it's still showtime but it ain't that type of showtime it's shit it's this is a shooters league man it's different and a lot of the old heads just can't adapt they like nah you got to play this old school style but nigga, that old school style gotta stop that old school shit don't work no more this <laughs> is shit niggas gotta get out of that I mean, I get it. You want to have you should you have you should have those old school roots and teach that shit as the basics. But nigga, you gotta adapt. You gotta adapt. But to disrespect Ty Luke, let's let's check this out. Let's break this down, y'all. Let me give y'all the scenario. What happened? Like I said earlier, Ty Luke wanted to coach the Lakers. But they want they offered him a three year deal. He wanted five, and. He wasn't having that shit. Now, nigga, this is Ty, this is Ty Lue, a head coach, a championship coach, right? Got LeBron a championship. He got you a fucking title when he was a player. And this is how you treat a motherfucker that gave you, a, helped you get a championship. And this is how you treat a, a, a championship coach? Nigga. You, you supposed to, nigga. You supposed to meet that nigga's demands. That nigga said, look, give me five years there. I'll take less money, but at least let me pick my coaching staff, nigga. Lakers said, nope, nigga, it's three years. We pick your staff, but we going to give you Jason Kidd just some notoriety. But, nigga, they not even about to make Jason Kidd the head coach. Man, it's it's so much fuckery going on right now. Nigga, the Lakers are the laughing stock of the NBA and shit. It's gonna be a minute, yeah. And I'm a diehard Laker fan, but I'm telling you right now, it's gonna be a minute before we get back to the promised land. That's real shit, real shit. And on that note, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna take another break, and I'm gonna come back.
Hey, what you say, nigga? Watch closely. You're about to experience a nigga moment. Webster defines the nigga moment as a moment when ignorance overwhelms the mind of an otherwise logical Negro male. What did you say, bitch, nigga? Hey, squeeze it, nigga! Causing him to act in an illogical, self-destructive manner, i.e., like a nigga. Nigga moments are unpredictable. Hey, wait, man, wait. This is stupid. Hey, you right, dog. Look, let's put the guns away and go on about our business. Freeze! But they all end up bad. If they had their own category, nigga moments would be the third leading killer of black men behind pork chops and FEMA. It's a fact. Now let's see how a nigga moment affects a white man. Watch where you walking, bitch. What did you... Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm white. <laughs> All right, y'all. Welcome back to the motherfucking show. And, uh... And continuing on with my story and shit about this map shit. Yes, like I said, I know it's shocking in the motherfucker. You know. But like I was saying, you know, in spite of all the 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 way it made me feel and you know with the energy, you know, and the focus and all that shit. But it was actually like a numbing feeling too and shit. Cause uh a nigga just didn't want to feel and, and, and deal with what I was going through at that time and shit, right? Because it was a lot. But uh, a nigga just couldn't stop doing it, shit. It started off, like, real, you know, like, a couple of every other day and shit. Because I guess, you know, a nigga had to build his tolerance to that shit. But it was like once a nigga started building his tolerance and then body started getting... You know, getting used to it, then it was just like, all right. But in that, then you, then you start doing more and shit, right? You start doing more, making more lines and shit, making them bigger and shit like that, right? But, and then it was just like, a nigga just started, I, I love that feeling of just being on the go. It made the job more fun and shit because I was able to like get shit done at a certain amount of time or it was like it it was it was a challenge to myself. It's like I had to make the shit fun, like yeah, but the whole thing about it was I was still me though. Nobody nobody could tell. You know, nobody could tell because people that use meth, that shit fuck with their psyche and shit, right? And it's like if you already have issues mental issues prior you know to doing that shit then that shit gonna amplify that shit like times 20 but and that's even more dangerous but if you not really got your psyche your mentals in check that shit will you know it'll amplify that shit so I don't do that shit especially if you're dealing with that type of shit but with a person like me it didn't fuck with my psyche and shit I was still me. I'm still normal, still silly, still cracking jokes, still stupid, saying dumb shit like I do now. You know, I was still me. So, it just kept, the more I kept doing it, it was just like, I just kept doing it, kept going. 
then one night though, uh, I was at I was at the job, you know, doing my thing, and it and I had ran into a ran into a nigga I hadn't seen in a minute and shit, right? And when he saw me, he was like, "Man, what's up, man?" I was like, "Man, I'm chilling," and he was like, "Man." nigga said hey man he was like man you losing a little weight and shit man you, you i was like i am he was like man yeah you all right he said you know i figured because he hadn't seen me in a while and shit and you know and the type of work a nigga do a nigga always active so it's like it's kind of hard it's like a nigga kind of stay in shape doing the type of work a nigga do and shit right so when he said that shit it was like for real so then I went home and wifey was just like, I was asked, I said, am I losing weight? She was like, she was like, yeah, you losing a little bit. And I'm like, I didn't notice. But when that nigga said that shit, it kind of fucked with me and shit, right? Because then I remembered the shit that I looked at on, on Google about the side effects and shit of doing this shit. And it said that weight loss is a side effect. Like weight loss is a side effect, lack of sleep. Uh, all type of shit, right? And so I was going through the weight loss shit, just didn't know it because I wasn't eating, you know, loss of appetite, you know, which I was losing my appetite, which, duh, duh, nigga, explains the weight loss, right? But nigga, yeah, I was in denial about that shit. And what did the nigga kept doing? what addicts do, nigga. I couldn't even accept the fact that I was an addict. Nigga, Richard Pryor said in one of his stand-ups when he was just talking about being a junkie and doing whatever drug you do, he said if you've been doing it longer than two weeks, you was a junkie. <laughs> For real. And he was like, I'm just telling you so you know it. And and by that, and I had remembered that shit. But by the time I remembered that shit, I was already six months in. But I wasn't, you know, doing the junkie shit. You know, I wasn't out there tweaking like a zombie and shit. I wasn't doing none of that shit. I was still me. But then again, here comes the other denial about the tweaking shit. The job for me was the tweak. That shit and jacking off. <laughs> trying to bust a nut, nigga. Oh, goddamn, nigga. Trying to bust a nut on that shit. Man, that shit took fucking forever. Yeah, I know. I went left field. Fuck that shit. You know how I do. But that's what it was. But, nigga, that shit was not cool to be on. And I was on that shit for a motherfucking year and a motherfucking half and shit. And, man, all type of shit happened, which I ain't gonna go through because that's a... That's a fucking book right there maybe one day i'll open up and y'all with y'all and share that shit but not right now though but i was on that shit for a year and a half Let, let's just say the way i stopped doing that shit was i saw some shit that scared the shit out of me and when i saw that shit i guess i had enough willpower to say you know what fuck that shit <laughs> fuck that shit I ain't doing that shit no more, nigga. That shit scared me straight, and nigga, and it was cold turkey. But before that, I tried to quit, and that, I tried to quit, and that shit was fucking hard. To detox cold turkey, I know what the motherfuckers nigga go through that shit. I tried that shit, 
But then that shit didn't last. The shit lasted a week, and then I was right back on it. But then that second time, nigga, it was like, nigga, that was it, nigga. Cold turkey, nigga, didn't touch it, ain't touched the shit. And I'm happy to share with y'all. It's been three and a half years later, nigga. Three and a half years later, and I am cool off of that shit. And having said that, I'm going to take another quick pause for the calls, and we're going to go take this motherfucker somewhere else. I will be right back. Some people are scared of zombies or vampires, but the thing that scares black people the most are niggas and nigga moments. <laughs> Tom Dubois was as far from a nigga as a black man could be. The stink meter knew that every black man's spirit is weakened during a nigga moment. What the? Oh, come on, you nincompoop. You can't do that, man. Come on. Oh, nigga moments can happen to any black man at any time. Hey, I, that was my space. I had my blinker on and everything. Fuck you, punk ass, bougie ass, hook ass nigga. I'll beat your motherfucking sadiddy ass nigga. Don't never in your life ever try to holler at me, nigga. Fuck with me, nigga. I'll be them top of the trunk on your bitch ass nigga. Get my motherfucking hoozy, nigga. What did you say, nigga? You know what, motherfucker? Eat a dick, nigga. I'm tired as mother. You was popping all that good shit a second ago, then you got kicked in your chest. You eat a dick, nigga. You eat a dick. Oh, oh my God. Sir, are you okay? Who did this to you? What, what did he look like? Did anyone see who accosted this man? Now, Mrs. Wong. Ah, oh, y'all, come on in, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, we closing this motherfucker out right now, yeah. But uh, that was feeling the breeze. And uh, I know we uh, went into a lot of different directions tonight. But, uh, you know, I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. And uh, it's cold. Well, it ain't that cold, but you know. It's starting to warm up a little bit. Like I said, I hope everybody had a good Mother's Day yesterday. All the ladies, all the mamas out there, all the grandmas. Hope y'all had a good one yesterday. Y'all know Father's Day coming up, so it's it's our turn. Come on now. Y'all got to get busy. But uh, shout out to everybody who listens and supports the podcast. I thank y'all once again. Shout out to MK. Check him out on here on the Wingman Chronicles. You can you can listen in on Spotify. You can listen on iTunes. And you can listen on a bunch of other shit. Shout out to Big Moo. I heard it was your birthday. If it's today, happy birthday. If it's not, happy belated. We're gonna give Moo some pound cake. Send him some pound cake down there to South Kakalake. And like I said, uh, thank you to everybody once again. Y'all, I'm about to get up out of here because a nigga is hungry in the motherfucker. I done smoked some weed. I got the motherfucking munchies. And we're going to end this show. And on that note, y'all, I'm about to get up out of here. And like I say, always, always motherfucking believe. We out of here.
Nigga, that was some deep ass shit. That was some good shit. But that was deep though, nigga. That ain't shit, nigga. Fuck. Shit, nigga. We about to do this motherfucking Wingman Carnival shit. Shit. Nigga, bring it to this motherfucking stage. Nigga, we got this nigga AK Snake about to come up here to host this motherfucking Wingman Carnival. Nigga, DJ, cue that shit up, nigga. Let's bring this nigga to the stage, nigga. Come on, nigga. Bring that nigga to the stage. Get your ass out here, you motherfucker. Nigga, we got AK motherfucking Snake. Bring this motherfucking punk ass to the stage, nigga. Woo! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for hitting the blunt. For hitting the blunt. All right, all right, yeah, nigga. All right, thank you. Bitches, give us some pussy. All right. You're tuned in to the Wingman Chronicles. I'm your host with the motherfucking nose. But Tyrone and Taco is his cousin, that's the toast. No. That motherfucker Breezy, we one time. <laughs> one time. There we go. That's what we did. You tuned into the Wingman Chronicles. Back in the day, me and Breezy would have threw dick to your home. And I'm fucking grilling till the mouth gets so. And she gonna get us some Taco Bell and give us some dough for show. For show. We man Chronicles gifted. <laughs> I know that nigga in case back scandal lifted. Got some that we don't need cocaine to sniff it. Uh, you can bring in some bitches. Yes. And we serving sisters dicks though. Hell fucking hell. Yeah, I want you to listen to me when you at work. Smelling like some purple or if it's dirt. <laughs> and yeah, we gonna go to Yeah, do we went round and go, baby. Thank you, bitches out there tonight. Nigga, I'm gonna get the fro. I know it took a month. Yes, that's right. I'm gonna dress up like that, nigga. Open up the show like that. That's right, nigga. You go find the thumbnail and shit. Yeah, that's right. We man chronicles, yeah, yeah. Like a motherfucker. Let my chest hair grow and shit. The X-Bar want to give you some pussy. Go get your, go get your Richard yeah. Pryor mustache. They're <laughs> nothing in the hair. Fuck it. Live, baby. Oh, we make chronicles go, yeah. No tampons ain't no damn menstrual cramp. <laughs> Some pound cakery like a motherfucker. Big move. It's Friday. 
you ain't got no job, you probably ain't got shit to do. But right now, we're gonna get in tune with the shit. The Wingman <laughs> Chronicles, baby. <laughs> Start through. Fuck it, take an idea, bro. That's right. Now all you bitches is ready to fuck. Meet me outside in the live ball. Good night. I'm the promoter. Now, if Kato left the motherfucking building, so what I really need you to do right now is reach up under that lint up under your motherfucking titty and donate a little <laughs> something, 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 something to a motherfucking player. It's working hard out here. I <laughs> Wait, hold up, hold up. It's a goddamn baby in here. <laughs> Nigga. Nigga. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, Nigga. hold up. Hold up. We're going to go back to the motherfucking shelf. <laughs>